It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today. And uh, as always, I want to know what's on your mind as we try to elevate the conversation and divide the rage from the reason and, and really start connecting the dots on so many of these things. You can always do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. Uh, and also, if you missed any of our earlier segments today, uh, we had Representative John Curtis on talking about his new bill uh, deal with the Debt Today Act, which uh, is the most responsible thing happening in Washington, D.C. today. Uh, we were also joined by Mark Johnson, author of Lead from the Future, and uh, him talking about the big four technology companies uh, appearing before the Judiciary Committee today, uh, talking about some of the monopoly and uh, antitrust uh, things that are at play there. So if you missed either of those, uh, make sure you go listen to the podcast uh, there, and you can always catch those on the KSL News Radio app. Powered by our friends at Any Hour Services as well. Uh, been thinking a lot uh, the last few days as we watched the uh, the procession and uh, some of the festivities and, and honors given to uh, Representative John Lewis, civil rights activist. Of course, he was lying in state in the United States Capitol uh, yesterday. Uh, they took his uh, coffin today from the uh, Capitol Rotunda, and it is on its way to Atlanta where it will lie in state in the uh, Atlanta capital uh, before a final private uh, uh, ceremony and funeral tomorrow uh, in Atlanta. Uh, one stirring moment yesterday that I wanted to go back to, uh, I love the Capitol Rotunda. It's one of my favorite places in Washington, D.C., especially uh, as I used to walk through it almost every night, very late at night uh, when it was uh, quiet. Uh, but to hear yesterday, uh, to to hear this being sung in that, Capitol Rotunda is just stirring. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. So just thinking through that and thinking how the the country again kind of paused for a little bit uh, at the passing of representative John Lewis great civil rights legend uh has got me thinking about a, a few things you know as our political discourse continues to devolve and the the opportunistic partisans drive these artificial wedges of division uh that seem to be getting deeper and deeper into the heart of the american spirit it it really is getting harder and harder for us to unite as a nation. Uh, even the threat of a, of a global pandemic doesn't seem to be quite enough uh, to galvanize the people to come together for a common cause. And, and sadly, I, this is what I was reflecting on yesterday, the, the only thing that seems to create a momentary pause in all of the contempt and clamor and chaos that is our nation's capital and our politics today is death. And so think about that. 
for a few short moments uh, this past week, the battles in Washington ceased. Members of both sides of the aisle came together. Homage was paid to this great civil rights legend in Representative John Lewis. Uh, we've had similar ceasefires over the last uh, little bit. Uh, they occurred when Senator John McCain passed away or when President George H.W. Bush or even Senator uh, Edward Kennedy when he passed away. Uh, everyone kind of laid the weapons down and, and came together. Uh, likewise, the nation has has paused after big events, 9-11, uh, the, the rampage in Las Vegas or the nightclub in Orlando, school shootings, uh, the, the murders that were carried out in, in churches and synagogues and mosques over the last few years, more recently, uh, George Floyd. And these kind of very sorrow-filled incidents, uh, many others uh, too, to be sure, but they brought the country to a place of a, a kind of sorrowful contemplation. Uh, death and mortality leave all of us a little vulnerable, I think, uh, that draws us together in our humanity. And it, it really does provide that moment of unity. But here's, here's my challenge today. If the only thing that can bring us together is death, we are as a people in this country uh, most miserable <laughs> and most susceptible most susceptible to the kind of anger and fear and frustration that undermines the moorings of America and the ties of liberty that can bind up the nation's wounds of all kinds. Now, often in in these kinds of moments, President Abraham Lincoln's uh, often quoted uh, address at Gettysburg, again, the site of a scene of death, uh, it's really instructive for us today. Uh, But we often miss something that's really critical in Lincoln's speech. Uh, And it was that Lincoln gave a nod to those who had given that last full measure of devotion. And then he immediately pivots. He pivots to the future. And so if you go back today, I know a lot of you probably memorized the Gettysburg Address when uh, you were in the sixth grade or seventh grade. Uh, Go back today and thoughtfully reread the final section of those very brief remarks. And you'll get a different perspective. That while he he does honor the dead, he challenges us to remember and give respect to those who gave all. And then he shifts. He shifts that gaze to the task before us, the living. And he has this call to be highly resolved. We have to be highly resolved in our individual and our collective commitment to the future of this country. And so let's go back through that. Just think about it for just a minute. He's given honor to the dead, those that fell at Gettysburg. And then he says, it is for us, the living, rather, to be dedicated here to the unfinished work which they who fought here have thus far so nobly advanced. It is rather for us to be here dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. So think about that. That's some pretty telling stuff in there. It is for us, the living. It's for us to be here dedicated. It is we that need to take increased devotion. We here highly resolve. I think Lincoln understood that those who died at Gettysburg had already passed their test. They did their job. The question was, will we? 
And I think that's still the question today. So while mourning the dead is good, honoring those who have passed on is right, but we honor best those who have gone before by living our lives with excellence, compassion, and unity today. It's a today thing. And with current leadership lacking, uh, often adding more fuel to the fire of contempt than inspiring any kind of uniting of the nation, it's we the people. This is a we the people issue. We have to find the common ground, the common cause. We have to pursue the common good. It's for the current citizens to be highly resolved, to deal with the pandemic, the economy, equality, justice, poverty, opportunity for all. It's up to us. No excuses, no finger pointing, no placing blame on the opposite side of any issue or political point of view. In America, we simply cannot be united only in marking the passing or mourning the loss of our honored dead or in our collective tears in times of of tragedy. We cannot do that any longer as a nation. Lincoln got it right. It is for us, the living, to be here dedicated. It is for us to be here dedicated. It is for us that we take increased devotion to the cause, that we here highly resolve. Uh, That's ultimately the test uh, for all of us. And as I said, no excuses, no finger pointing, no shoulder shrugging, uh, only shoulder squaring is what we have to get to. Because what I'm convinced more than ever is that the, the spirit, the power, the promise, the promise of America belongs to today. It absolutely belongs to today. So to preserve it, to protect it, to defend it, along with the important work of binding up old wounds and overcoming our past problems and prejudice, it's the current challenge. And in order to do that, we have to unite and we have to act today. So today, when you think about America, it is for us the living. That's the test. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL Inside Sources today. And remember, it is up to us, the living. So as you go out in the world today, make sure that you see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something today that makes a difference. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.